What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Burlingame, joined by my co-host, Joe Marcou. Joe, I'm excited today. Are you? I'm excited because it's actually getting warmer. It's only minus 17 Celsius. It's an exciting time over here. Oh, so you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, no, he's not. He's wearing a sweater. If you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, he is uh, yeah. cold. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's damn cold here, man. But yeah, I'm excited because this is, this, is a, this is a topic that a lot of people, they consistently say, you know what? I need more leads. I need more leads. Yeah. I need Joe, I need more leads. If I just had more leads, everything would be fine. And then, you know, we, you and I both know people are blowing their heads off and spending so much of their hard-earned profit dollars, which are sales dollars, mm-hmm. and they could be doing, you know, a, a better job at spending less and making more. And we want to talk today about marketing. Yeah, so the topic in question, you guys, is marketing do's and don'ts, but it's it's much more than that. Every single episode, what do we do with you guys? We have a big question for the show, and then we kick things off with a little bit of story time. So we're going to share some of our experiences here. Uh, but the big question for today is, what are you doing to keep the pipeline full? What's working? What's not? How are you learning from that, et cetera? We're going to go into it uh, in quite a bit of detail here today. And the reason we wanted to do this is it piggybacks off of last week's episode. So last week, we talked about leads are not the answers. Leads do not equal sales. It's not a one-to-one ratio. That's not how it works. We talked about tracking some numbers there. What are the metrics that we need to track for marketing? So you need to know how many leads you have coming in. And again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this again. Every single person who shows interest in your business is a lead. Don't fluff the numbers for your own ego. Be real with it. You might have a lower conversion percentage than you thought. And that's good if you know that number because then you know that you can improve upon it so leads coming in how many of them book an appointment whatever your sales process is right how many of them show up to that appointment how many of them sign up from that appointment and finally what is your lead conversion so go all the way back to that first number versus close leads versus close that's a smaller percentage than your closing percentage 99.9 percent of the time so you need to know those numbers first and foremost before you get to say let's focus on marketing because if you don't know those numbers there's no point in doing all the different marketing methodologies i'm sorry but you'd be wasting your time and money for sure and this is a game of resources your two main resources being time and money and we don't want you to waste either so no. that's what we're getting into today. The, 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 key, the key here, everybody, is have you optimized your sales system? Because you can blow up a ton of money getting you know, the idea that, hey, I'm going to hire this company or I'm going to spend a ton of time building out this, this idea and this campaign and this thing and spending money here. Spending. Listen, before you spend any money... Like, go with your first circle of influence, which are people that you know, and have you optimized your sales system, OSS. You have to have a good offer to start with. Then you have to have an optimized sales system. Once you've optimized, then you can start throwing money at marketing. And this is where, if you throw money at marketing first, Mm -hmm. and you don't optimize your sales system, guys, you're just creating work for yourselves, and you're pissing money away. Makes no sense. Like, take it step by step. Is my offer good? Is my sales system optimized? All right, now let's talk about marketing. 
Hundred percent, and th- and this is what we got at into last episode, you guys. So we're not going to beat that horse to death anymore. What we're going to do is we're going to move into the marketing do's and don'ts, and ultimately the the big picture here that I want you guys thinking about or envisioning within your own business. Because again, every single episode is about introspection. It's about being analytical and analyzing your business or the job that you're running right now. So if you're involved in sales in some way, we want you thinking about what am I currently doing and how does it pertain to the topic of discussion on today's episode? So in this case, marketing is a game of numbers. It's a game of resources. And the more pokers you have in the fire when it comes to marketing, the more marketing campaigns you have going at one time, the more effectively you're going to keep your pipeline full. That's like your your fancy marketing lingo there for a second. But the pipeline is just how many leads, what's your lead flow, right? How many leads do you guys having have coming in at one time? And again, this is assuming you listened to the last episode and you focused on your sales process and made sure that you could convert more of these leads. Otherwise, stop listening now, go back to episode 19 and reanalyze your sales process. Yeah, you bet. But if you've done that rolling forward here, we're going to talk about like, how do we maximize our potential? Are you overly reliant on paid marketing? Is that the only campaign that you're running? Because you should be running maybe four or five campaigns at the same time. So here's the story time for today, Joe. What is the most effective marketing campaign you've ever run? And it's a two-parter today. What is the least effective marketing campaign you've ever run? It's a great question. Okay, I'll start with... The most effective marketing campaign I've ever run is actually similar to an affiliate marketing campaign. I do. It's all from within. So mm-hmm. it's literally it has. Does it cost me anything up front? The answer is no. What it does is I provide anyone who is delighted with the service and or the membership within the dojo. Are you delighted? Awesome. Then tell you what. And I remind people. And this is this is really important, you guys. I have to remind my own SOS Dojo members that, hey, you know what? I would love it if you could refer people to me. And it's that is my most effective campaign. What does it cost me up front? It costs me nothing until somebody signs on from mm-hmm. a referral because I make a commitment to my members. Hey, tell you what, anybody who signs on, and by the way, if you're an SOS Dojo member and you're listening to our podcast, awesome. You know this, let me remind you, for any time that you send a lead our way, I'm going to provide you an affiliate bonus of 10% of the fee that the people pay. It's my way of saying thank you for the lead. It's a qualified lead. So let me quickly analyze this. If you've done your customer avatar exercise, then you know that birds of a feather flock together which means oh hey look look at this this might be a personal trainer this might be a bike shop owner this might be a person in auto industry retail this might be a finance financial advisor well guess what they hang out with other people in their realm and if they're delighted with what you do for them they know other people in the same industry that might have the same challenges that they previously had that i've been able to solve for them and helping them make more money. So I have to remind them, hey, by the way, are you are you delighted with what this what you're getting out of the dojo? Yes. Hey, do me a solid. Can you please tell other people about what you've been experiencing here and would you recommend it? Of course they would. Great. 
Then what do I get out of it? I get more quality leads that cost me nothing until they sign up. And then I gladly provide my, my, my peeps uh, an affiliate bonus. So that's, for me, worked the best. And that's literally how we've been able to, and we're scaling the dojo in that manner. What hasn't mm-hmm. worked? Shit, man, I could, I could, I could, <laughs> I have, I have. It's spent, a long list, I know. It's a long list. So the, the, the <laughs> best example I can give you is back when I had a retail location. Mm-hmm. And when I had my retail store, you, you'd have people come in and go, hey, you should, you should advertise here. You should advertise there. And there's some things that ad, some ads worked and mm-hmm. some ads didn't. And I, so I want to stress something here. I did a print ad in a, it, it was a wear magazine. I was selling exercise equipment for people's homes and somebody from a magazine, I was, I was green. They came in, it was a beautiful magazine. It was gorgeous, you know, like, yeah. and these, these, the problem was the demographic was wrong. I was again, green. And what they didn't offer back then was a tracking mechanism. Mm. So if you're advertising, you want to know how do like, it's one of the key questions in an army yeah. sales training program. How did you hear about us? Everybody should be asking that question. How'd you hear about us? So, hey, Jeff, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I heard your podcast. Hey, Jeff, how'd you hear about us? Oh, you know what? I saw your sign. That's fine. You know, yep. if, so if you're, you got to double down on what works and you have to eliminate what's not. So here I, I got bamboozled by this sales rep who came into the store. I was <laughs> not, I did not even raise my hand saying, hey, I'm interested in advertising in your magazine. They came to me. So, of course, like I'm being at the time, I was I was much nicer than I am now. I'm still a nice guy. However, Mm -hmm. if you're coming to me trying to pitch me something that I haven't even said, I'm curious or I'm interested. Hey, listen, don't try to close me on something. And then even worse, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this, as opposed to no consultative sale. Like, hey, Joe, who's your demographic? How many people would you like to add to your leads funnel? None of that. So. Anyways, again, I was very young at the time. I paid for the ad, couldn't measure anything. Into, and and it, I mean, it was brutal. High cost, zero return. Today, yeah. and since then, today, what I recommend, and if you're interested, if you want to get in touch with us and you're interested, if you're listening to this and you want to get a free DM tracker, it's what we call the Daily Metrics Tracker. I will gladly send it to you. You can email me. And I will give it to you for free. It's a simple Excel spreadsheet. Like you ask people, how'd you hear about us? And on the sheet, you can see anywhere from referral to be back to first time in the store to, you know, like the other question in today's day and age, because I'm going back to when Google wasn't even around. You know, what do people say? How did you, how did you hear about us? Oh, Google. Well, that's, that's just way too vague. Yep. What do you mean Google? Like, was it search engine? Was it on the map? You know, or oh, I saw you online. Where online? Like the internet? Hey, Jeff, right. is the internet a big place? It's kind of big. It's, it's, kind of it's big. a little large. Yeah. So, so ask specific questions and then measure measure that. Like all you got to do mm-hmm. is just put a little box, t- tick in the box. And then you know, oh, okay. And so if you decide to do a print ad, and I'm not knocking print. Print will work for many people. The thing is, what kind of print? What's the demographic of the people that are reading that? And then do you have a tracking mechanism? Not just asking people how you heard about them, but do you have a way to be able to, in the tracking mechanism, for example, you can get an 800 number that costs you nothing so that every time that they call that 800 number in the ad, it gets forwarded to your number of your business 
And then mm -hmm. you can go online and you can actually see, okay, I actually got, you know, whatever, 16 phone calls over the last month from that number. Well, then that to me means, hey, that, that, that could be, depending on the metrics that you're looking at, it mm -hmm. worked. But I can tell you, the, so if you want the DM tracker, I'll give it to you. I want, we want to help you guys. So if you want it, ask for it, we'll give it to you. You can email me at joe at sosdojo.com and hopefully I don't get a thousand emails on that one. I'll, I'll, of course, I'll, I'll just forward it over to one of my, my people. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean, I, I really, we yeah. want to help you. So, so just remember, if you're going to advertise anywhere, because these ad companies are going to say, hey, you know what? We, we'll do this, we do this, we do that. Okay, do you offer 100% money back guarantee on the ad? Great question. And, Right, because if they don't, then we'll hang on a second. Can I place a tracking me mechanism on the ad? Because mm -hmm. if you can't track it, pfft, don't do it. What's the point don't. of doing it? Yeah, I mean, unless you're a company like Doritos or Budweiser or you know, like Miller and these companies that advertise, for example, on like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. That's right. coming up. <laughs> So that's I mean, probably that's, happening at this point in time because we record three episodes in advance. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing that, you're a different, you're a different breed. It's different. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, you know, that's not who this podcast is for. Right. Right. We're here to you know, help more, sell more. It, you know, typically if you're listening to this, you probably don't have a $2 billion budget. Although if you are the president and or CEO of Coca-Cola <laughs> and you would require some sales training services, we are available. <laughs> we most are. certainly are. We'd love to hear from you. So feel free to reach us. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love somebody it. forward this on, please. Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> all right. We do so, offer hundred percent money back guarantee. So there you go. Yep. That'll be a billion dollar campaign. We got you Coca-Cola. All right. Uh, How so about you, Jeff? Give, me, yes. give me the examples of story time for you. I, I got to hear it from you. What's what's worked? Go backwards. Go backwards okay. in this case. What was the worst market? I think I already know. Easy. <laughs> what's Easy. the worst marketing that you that again you spent money on and you like yep. it was the worst? And then and then what's what's been the best for you? Okay, so last week I shared the paid marketing debacle, and I've got an update on this story. We went to this company and we said we we want a refund on our third month. And they refused. Oh my and God, no way. My wife went, she, she, she said this, you guys, she said, I went full Karen on them and I didn't, I didn't get anywhere. And I was like, kudos to you. So the, the Karenism didn't work, unfortunately. And this company just super like, they don't even stand by their word. They basically just said they made up a bunch, a bunch of excuses and they just said, look, you know, you can't expect it to work in three months. And I'm like, eh, that's what you said it would do. And then also yeah. they backed up, they backed off of every word that they said. So this is what I'm telling you guys. Like, this is one example in a million. There are a million marketing companies out there. If they promise anything, they're lying. Like, I'm just, I'm telling you this. And if you're running one of those marketing companies and you don't have a hundred percent money back guarantee, I understand you can't give me my money from Zuckerberg back, but like, if you can't give me the money I paid you for the word that you said you stood you behind, bet. then yeah. go out of business. Like, I'm sorry, or change your tactics or do something different because that is just ridiculous. Um, and, and if you guys know a company that actually stands by this, we can interview them on the podcast. Why not? Yep. I'd love to bring them on. Yep. I'd love to hear the flip side of this perspective. But my experience in years and years 
uh, of doing this through different businesses. I've done paid marketing for years and I have friends that have done it. I have mentors that have done it. And every single one of those people has said it's a scam. It's all scam. Okay. So this is just pulling from experience. But anyways, I digress. I want to give you a different example of a terrible campaign that doesn't involve a paid marketing company because I think this is valuable information too. So back when I started my gym, there were several, several things. I'm just going to speed round here. Ready? Groupon, terrible, wrong oh. clientele, wrong clientele because they were fishing for a discount from day one. They will not pay yep. your full price. They will never pay an increased price. They are not your ideal clients. I get the draw. I get it. Don't fall for it. It's a big mistake. Groupon is a big mistake. You got to give up 50% if not like you're, it's the buy one, get one free. So you're giving up actually 75% when you really consider it because you're giving one free and then Groupon needs to get their cut on the half that you're getting like on the buy one. So what do you end up with? Is that a lead? Then the question is, is it a quality lead? Well, here's what I learned. Grouponers are triers not buyers so they will come in they will try you they literally pay a discounted rate to test you out and then they do the same to the you know i ran a gym at the time that's what i was doing it with they went to the gym down the street then they went to the gym down the street from them and then from them and it was a perpetual cycle they were always triers not buyers so that was a failed campaign another one i made up on my own that actually a bunch of crossfit gyms at the time which is what i ran uh did was uh ten dollars for a hundred dollars this might sound familiar to Joe here, but like a $10 for $100 is a, a coupon. Essentially, they pay 10 bucks for a $100 value as a gift card. Sorry, gift card, yeah. not coupon. And then they would give this gift card to somebody else. It was a active referral campaign where you're making your like valuable clients pay you $10 in order to refer somebody to you. Wow. Think about that. That that doesn't make any sense. Th- this was this was a quote unquote genius campaign that came from the heart of CrossFit. This was deep in the forums back in the day, and maybe any CrossFit gym owners or, or affiliate uh, coaches or whatever can like you know resonate with this deal. But this was huge at the time. This went out for like two three years around Christmas, New Year's. All the CrossFit gyms were doing this. Yeah. But if you if you play that back, what I just said, you realize how insane that idea is. You make your current paying clients, your good clients, pay you to refer somebody to the gym and you make it out to look like a gift. And I didn't realize at the time, like you, Joe, I was green. I was like, yeah, I'll make a couple bucks here and then maybe they refer somebody awesome. I was, you know, chasing cents. I was stepping over dollars for cents and I was hurting my clientele. So that was like the, that might be hands down the worst campaign I've ever run. And I got maybe one client out of that. So go to the best. Now I'm really <laughs> so, curious. Yeah. So uh, the the best campaign, I, I want to do something different, um, but like similar to you, it's the referral marketing for sure. But just to give like a, a different perspective here, sure. here's something else that we can talk about. So referral marketing, first of all, you guys, absolutely fantastic. One of the best things you can do. The only thing better than that, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I've heard a lot of people talking about this recently, is the blunt post, the blunt offer. One of my faves. Literally, you just go on your business page and, and 
challenge you to do this, your personal social media. Think yeah. about it. Think of all of the connections that you guys have. Maybe you're one of those guys that has like 5,000 tapped out friends on Facebook because you just friend everybody, whatever. You've got a lot of people that are in your circles of influence, right? And That's beyond that- by the way, that works for some Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. And then beyond that, you've got personal groups that you hang out with in person. So the mm-hmm. blunt post is that you go online, you go on social media, wherever your favorite platform is, and you just make a post and you say, hey, I run this business. I'm looking for X amount of people to get started with X offer, right? What is your value proposition? So in our case for the dojo, what we'd say is like, hey, we got a new dojo starting on February 2nd. By the way, we do. If this is February 2nd at the time of this posting, then you know we just started a dojo. But February 2nd, we're starting a brand new dojo. We are looking for eight individuals involved in sales, looking to level themselves up, move closer to personal wealth, and get some time back in their lives and relieve stress from selling. If you're interested, DM me. And it's just that. It's like super simple, one sentence, and you know, shoot me, like, what's the call to action? Hit me with a DM, shoot me an email, comment below, and then what do we do? We just hit them back. And this has been extremely effective, the least time consuming and the least costly thing I've ever done as far as campaigns. It took me two minutes to write that post and then another five to 10 to DM respond and get people on free calls or clarity calls, whatever your discovery process is, and then to sell them like the normal amount of time. But it cost me zero dollars. And you know what, Jeff, I, I love that because and you can pinpoint your DM your your blunt post you can say something to the fact and i just had one go out this week looking yep. for five coaches interested in mastering objections dm yep. yes that's it yeah, i mean simple. i am literally like looking looking for five coaches interested in mastering objections dm yes yeah Boom. and and think i about, get responses think about why that works you guys there's no implied cost So there's no barrier to a conversation. But here's the thing that I have to like hit salespeople with on the head, like a sledgehammer all the time. Do not avoid conversations. Don't opt for the quote unquote easy sell. Don't like have your your cost and like buy now link on your website. If you're selling something that is more expensive than $500, you're moving towards high ticket sales. Maybe you guys out there are selling something that's $5,000, $10,000, $50,000. We know a few people that do. And if you're doing that, you cannot step over conversations. You cannot avoid conversations. The conversation is where the context of your value exists. So I I had to tell this to CrossFit gym, gym owners all the time. You guys know that Planet Fitness, uh, 24-7 gyms of the like, they're like 10, 20 bucks a month, usually zero down. The the challenge there is you get tied into a one to two year contract and most people get screwed by gyms. This is reality. But a CrossFit gym is usually, or I'll just say a non-typical gym, a, a boutique gym, if you will. Typically, they're charging uh, three figures. It's like 100 bucks, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, something like that per month, but it's month to month, no contract. So on the surface, what do you see? You see $0 down, 10 bucks a month, plus you get free tanning, Planet Fitness. You see CrossFit Gym, $150 per month. Generally, they'll do personal training to start like four, five, six, seven, eight sessions. So the actual upfront cost could be $500, $600. So you go zero down, $600 down. No brainer. Go to the $0, right? Yeah. So what I had to- Results are horrible. I had to beg 
CrossFit gym owners to do this. Take your price off your website because it is defeating the entire purpose of marketing. You are you are causing people to decline the offer to talk. You are killing conversations. And without that conversation, you cannot build the value. Like they have no understanding of why you're six, you're a gym. Why are you $600 a month? This gym is also a gym, zero dollars yeah. down. Like what, why would I choose you? You are losing opportunities left and right, right? And you know, ultimately that's what it comes down to you guys is like marketing in order to work has to create conversations. So this whole thing that Joe just mentioned, which is fantastic gold, by the way, the blunt post, you're creating a simple offer. Hey, you're a coach. You want to master objections? Great. DM me. Yes. Like super simple thing. They DM you. Yes. And then Joe has a conversation. Now they don't know how much this costs. No, no. idea. And so they get on a call. Tell, yeah, Get in for a call. Come in for a free session. Yeah. Build value. You got, because like you're saying, Jeff, you got to build that conversation. You've got to mm -hmm. go through the process. As opposed to, yes, I'm interested. Okay, pay. It's like, that's not how it goes. Yep. It's, it, it, you've got to build it. You, you absolutely have to take your time because people will buy, right? We eat, we're help more, sell more. Well, mm -hmm. when people buy from you, it's because they've gotten to know you, like you, and trust you. So here's the mm -hmm. other thing. Your call to action through your blunt post, make sure you're not doing a blunt post like every post. There's yeah, a formula. This is once in a while. <laughs> yeah. The, the formula for the blunt post concept needs to be like a sitcom. If you remember back, you know, back when I, I'm now dating myself. When I remember in, in the 80s and 90s when I would watch sitcom TV, it would be okay, there's about 22 minutes of programming and about mm -hmm. seven to eight minutes of ads. So yep. you've got to deliver value. It like, what is it? Your posts need to be purposeful, mm -hmm. valuable, and shareable. You're just giving it, it doesn't have to be a diatribe 10 minute click this link video to a, nope. it's just a purposeful, valuable, and shareable post. So people get value from it and they keep coming back and they're like, wow, I like this. I like this. I like this. Hey, I'm looking for five coaches that are interested in improving, or I'm looking for five people in retail that want to crush objections. DM yes if you're interested. Well, then there you go. That's it. And so, yeah. and then you go back to, hey, are you, have you ever noticed in a conversation that you have somebody say this or how do you handle this objection? And you literally give away some value. At least we do. And then what's yep. fun is, of course, the, what we give away is 7% of the solution. 93% of the solution that we provide as a solution in and of itself, you have to come into the dojo to get the rest of it. So yeah, we're giving some great value. Mm -hmm. The total value is when you join and when you experience it and then when you see it. So it's the same thing. What is it that you have to offer? Right? If you if if is it if you're selling bikes, well, you should be doing free rides. Hey, come in for a free test ride. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you don't and before that, it's not come for a free test ride, come for a free test ride every post. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. People are just gonna be like, this isn't, you know, what about Hey, did you know that you're losing three pounds of tire pressure every week on your bike? And that if you don't use a bike pump with a gauge on it, you're never going to have optimal rolling resistance. That's it. That's a post. That's <laughs> it's, valuable. It's, a, it's purposeful. Yeah. It's shareable. And then you do another one. And, and by the way, 
you could repurpose your posts mm -hmm. because people are going to forget the stuff that you posted 60 days ago, 90 days ago. Repost it and audit your posts. Like check your posts so you can see how many people viewed this, how many people liked this, how many mm -hmm. people engaged in this. If you get a big goose egg, don't do it again. Like <laughs> delete that one. If you got people though, based on the number of followers that you have, if you got people responding and hey, you got good traction based on the number, repost do more like that. And boost posts that they audit well. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you could start putting ad spend because, you know, Jeff, you'll know bit more than me. What is the organic reach on Facebook? Four to 5% of your audience. Yeah, that's huge. I, I've been told by Chris Bougere, who's a buddy of mine, he's the freedom marketing coach. It's 1%. So if you, if you have a post that starts to go well and mm -hmm. you get up to the four to 5% range, mm -hmm. boost it. now it's boost time. Whereas yeah. if you have like, you know, you have, let's say a thousand people that like your page mm -hmm. and you make a post on, on Zuckerberg's own. Now the algorithm is it used to be in the early days of Facebook, everybody saw it. Now right. they're only allowing 1% of the people that like you or follow you to actually see the feed because once the feed is gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is if you get that, Hey, I got traction on this, boost it. Yeah, it's, it, you got to pay to play. The thing is, we don't want you to pay for the wrong you know, things. <laughs> right? Don't pay aimlessly, and yeah. don't you know go to the blindfolder. It's like you might as well go to the craps table. You'll have better luck. Honest to God, by the way, you like if yeah, you'll you'll have better luck at a craps table. So in other words, exactly. we don't want this. We don't want your marketing dollars to get you know kick the crap out of you. We want you to be able to do what's working, and then. Add more. Use the DM tracker. Oh yeah, this is this is working. Great. Double down. Yep. If it's not working, don't ever do it again. It's, it's it is that simple. I mean, this is it's it's crazy. And by the way, just as a go back a quick coda here on the the referral piece. If I ask those people listening right now, how often do you ask your list of delighted clients? How often do you ask them for referrals? The answer that I get was uh, never, never. Or I asked them when they buy, right when they bought, because they're, they're thrilled. And yet, you know, okay, but what about staying in touch with them and continue to like when you, yeah. th this is part of the campaign aspect. You have an existing client, you should maintain some kind of relationship, even if it's with email marketing, because that p email is more intimate than social media. I picked mm -hmm. that up from, from Sharon Srivasa and I totally agree. Social media is swipe. Email is intimate because you're not distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff going on in email. So when you email your existing database, what's happening? You get to talk to them directly to them. And then occasionally in the emails, you can say, hey, by the way, guys, you know what we really love? Are you enjoying what you're getting? Are you delighted with what's happening with our, with our product, our service, our program? If so, just as a reminder, we loved referrals. Who? Five words. Who do you know who? Who do you know who that would also love to get the results that you've gotten in this program or you've gotten from this product? Send them our way. We'll take, we'll take care of them and you know we'll take care of you. And you need to do that relentlessly on repeat. In fact, one of my coaches, Craig Valentine, weekly, 
He asks me weekly, who do you know? And you know what? I oblige. The coaching's great. So why not? What's the worst case scenario in sales, you guys? What's the worst case scenario? No. I don't have anybody. Or no. (laughs) Don't take it personal. It's okay. If if you don't ask, what's the answer? No. The answer is no if you don't ask. Come on, guys. So, yeah, you you just speed rounded them. Uh, (laughs) Let's recap real quick. Um, ultimately I, I said this at the beginning of the episode, you guys marketing is a game of pokers in the fire. It's a game of resources and it's a game of numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, you cannot effectively add to the number of campaigns that you have. Like if you don't understand if your marketing campaigns are working, so if you're not tracking the metrics, then there's no point of running more campaigns. If you're just, you know, ceaselessly spending money on Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook, and you have no idea if it's working or not, there's no point in continuing that campaign. You have to be asking people when they come through to you, how'd you hear about us? You have to be tracking like what's working, what's not. It's the easiest equation when it comes to marketing to just look at your Instagram insights, your Facebook insights, your page insights, like what percentage of your audience is seeing these posts? What's the reach of those posts of your top you know, post from the last six months, what was the best one? Recreate that, repost that, boost that because you know it works. What was your worst post? Don't do anything like that again. I mean, the way Joe put it sounds very blunt and simple, but that's because it is. It's just that most people don't take the five seconds that it takes to click the insights button on Instagram. Most people don't do that. If you do that, you learn and then you modify, you adjust the campaign, in this case, organic social media posting to fit that. And then Joe also alluded to the magic ratio of like calls to action. It's kind of like one to five, could be one in four, one in five, something like that. But one in five posts should have kind of a hard call to action. A, we do this, if you want this, you know, blah, blah, blah. DM us, right? DM yes. I'm looking yep. for, like Joe said, I'm looking for sales coaches looking to master objection handling. If you're interested, DM yes. Something super simple like that. But here's here's the big thing for paid marketing because I know everybody gets hung up on this thing. You need to know a few magic numbers. You need to know how much you're spending, like the actual numbers, not just oh, you know, my PayPal account says I paid Facebook 15 bucks today. Like how much are you spending for the month? Not just cost per day, which is what you select when you create the ad, but how much are you spending for the entire month? Add it up. And then what is your front end revenue coming off of those ads? In this case, you need to be able to know that the person you're selling came from the ad, not just organic. You can't mix the two up. Say you're spending a thousand a month on Facebook marketing and you get a whole bunch of front end revenue from some clients, but none of them came from the ad. Is the ad effective or is your referral methodology better? Correct. In which case you could stop spending a thousand dollars on Facebook and just go all in on your uh, referral marketing, right? But so so you got to track the front end revenue and then you compare the two. What is my cost per customer acquisition divided out? Like I made uh, 500 bucks off of a thousand dollar ad spend well you know depending on how many leads i had come through i lost money on that ad yeah i lost money on that because i only made 500 bucks and if you paid an ad agency you lost even more money because you paid them to run the ad for you so you need to know if it's working you need to know if there's really value in that or you know for example you'll get a, a cost per click on facebook so if it says your cost per click's a dollar 
but you have not booked a single, this is me, you guys, the big old goose egg. You have not booked a single lead into your sales process. I don't care. I don't give a shit if your cost per click's a dollar. Or a dime. If you don't book a call to make a sale, it's costing you money and time. Like, thanks, Facebook, for telling me that. That's super neato to know, but I'm not making any money off this freaking ad. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly that. All right, you guys. So, yeah, ultimately, again, it, it's it's a game of numbers. You got to know that. You also got to know, uh, you know, the, your resource being your time, where to best spend your time. So as Joe was saying there, and this is, again, gold, you need to look at those insights. You need to know what's working, what's not. And you need to be very analytical about this. Observe the data, follow the trend, and whatever's working, invest time and, and resources into that. And whatever's not working, if you have resources invested into it, pull back, get your time back, get your money back, yeah. go spending yeah. on something that actually works. And then once you narrow this down, what we're really looking for, this is kind of the magic action step for today. You need to figure out after analyzing everything, analyzing your marketing funnels, what are like the four I like four. That's just the number I'll throw out there. I'll say three to four, just to be fair. Three to four campaigns that work for you consistently and just run them all the time. You need all of them running at once. You can't be overly reliant on one campaign. If all you do is word of mouth marketing, you're going to lose. If all you yeah, do because the well's going to go dry. The well's going to dry. That's exactly it. If you all you do is focus on paid marketing. The, the algorithm is going to change and all of a sudden you're going to have no leads. This yeah. happens all the time. I've been monitoring gym owners, for example, doing this for six years. There's always an up and down, an ebb and flow of the lead traffic. That's how it works. That's the name of the game. So you have to be able to adjust. Well, if you have four pokers in the fire, you're, you're going to be good. Like you'll be yeah. fine. One of them will go dry and then like maybe two Double of them. Double down on the other one you double down on the other two. Yeah. So you'd be all right. Like, yep. again, this is the point. If you guys get that across from today, the big action step is figure out what works for you consistently and do that more often. And always have, always have three to four campaigns running at a time. Just make sure you keep evaluating. And a campaign doesn't have to be, it don't, the word campaign for a lot of people. Doesn't sounds, mean paid. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it doesn't mean paid. There's nothing wrong with paid. I want to clarify here too. Yep. There's paid advertising that has worked incredibly well. I can yep. tell you that I've done radio ads back when I had my, my exercise equipment retail store. I've heard bike shops do radio ads, of course. And again, these are small businesses. There's a, there's a local bakery that does radio ads. And, and in the ad, the ad is so good. I could, this is crazy. When I'm in the vehicle and I'm driving and I don't get a chance to do the, that as often as I'd like because of, you know I'm working here online and everything, when I'm in my truck and I'm driving, I've got the radio on, and I hear Genie's Bakery ad, I, I can smell. It's like I get this memory <laughs> click in. Smell of Oh my God, I can. It's yeah. So it's as if it's like smellorama happen. You know, smell vision happened in the vehicle. I'm telling you, like so. Some ads are so powerful and they work, and so yeah. just keep that in mind. The, the the other thing I want to remind everybody is, you know, your list is like it's gold. Your list mm -hmm. is gold. Your existing clients are gold. People assume, yeah, I do such a great job. People are going to send me referrals. No, they don't. <laughs> don't assume crap. You have yeah. to remind your people. And, and how do you do it? Similar to the SOS Dojo concept. Ask questions. Hey, 
on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling about this program? Or on a scale of one to 10, how do you like this product? Or mm-hmm. like you ask them, somebody brings their, their product in their car in for service. If you're a service manager, you could ask the client and people don't do this. Yeah, they just bring it in and oh, we're just going to get recurring revenue because they're doing an oil change and whatever. Why not ask the client? Hey, so over the times that you've come here, how do you feel on a scale of one to ten with the service that we're providing you? If they right. say seven, eight, nine, ten, that's a pretty decent, yeah, right? Eight, nine, ten, nine, ten. It's a score. Yeah. So who do you know who that would also love to get the same type of the level of delight that we're providing you? We would really appreciate if you could send them our way. Like, what's wrong with asking that question? If you're Nothing. delighted, wouldn't you want to have your friends and family be delighted too? Come on. And don't yeah. assume. Because when you guys stop listening to this podcast, guess what? You got other stuff going on in your life. And it's, it, it is what it is. We get busy. We're overwhelmed with technology and all this stuff coming at us. So mm-hmm. the other thing about social media is use it. Don't let it use you. Use social media to your advantage. Don't let it use you. Yeah. I'm done. Facebook is a black hole. Don't get sucked into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's guys? face it. We love dopamine. We love the entertainment factor. What well, yeah. we love here at Help More Sell More is having you make more sales because you're making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. If you're going to spend the time on social media, make it count. That's what we're getting at. That's All right, you guys. I, th- I think there was a lot of lessons here today that you can take action on immediately. So if you're going to take away anything from this call, the first thing we always talk about is just be introspective, be analytical, get the data, look at your sales processes, look at your marketing campaigns. What's working? What's not? Where should you be contributing your main resources being time and money? And where should you not be contributing those? So try to figure that out. Come up with, like I said, three to four campaigns that work for you and stick to them. Stick to those. Double down on the ones that are working seasonally. Take time and money away from the ones that are not working. If you have four pokers in the fire, you can let two cool off while you heat the other two up at any point in time. So just keep focus on that, you guys. And uh, don't don't always fall for like the magic marketing campaign that people throw your way like the magazine i've had that before by the way joe that people have pitched me i had employees sign up for like a coupon packet without my consent before and we spent 500 bucks a month on this thing so like Mm -hmm. don't fall for those campaigns it's not magic there's no such thing as like that magic pill that fixes everything that's all we want you guys to really like know going forward is just be educated on what marketing actually is all right but hey we appreciate you guys listening if you guys like the podcast be sure to subscribe you can also give us a five-star review anywhere that you guys are listening that helps us out a ton and of course join the free facebook group help more sell more on facebook give it a search link will be in the bio below so you can check that out and we'd love to see you there and we'll talk to you and engage with you there's also going to be live stuff in there there's all sorts of things going on here with the dojo things are are ramping up for help more sell more and we're excited for this year and what is to come thanks again you guys Chaz, take us out of here take us out